Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K-O-L from 360 Young Busy Bone. Vice World. This your man, Matt Smine, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Prez. Welcome back to Murder Master Music Show. This is episode 927. We're going to bring on an old friend. This is somebody uh, who uh, he, he needs no introduction because, uh, you know, he's been around for a minute. Um, I actually used to manage him back in the day. Uh, very, very talented artist. I mean, he could really uh, rap like uh, it's nobody's business, a straight flame spitter. But he's also doing all kinds of other things we're going to get into. I'm talking about the real flip side, man. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Glad to be here. Appreciate you having me. Oh, it's a, it's an honor. It's an honor, man. Uh, you know, like I said, we go back a while. You know what I'm saying? Um You've been doing this stuff for uh, years. Let's give the people a little bit of background on you, though, first. Um, okay. Where did you start out at? I, I, I believe Chicago, right? Yeah, I, I was born and raised in my birth, and me graduating high school, I've lived, I lived in uh, California, too, but basically Chicago really gave me my birth because I mean, that's where I graduated from. My teenage years were in Chicago, so that's when I got, like, the – you know the Chicago flow. I adapted that the old Chicago flow. Now you know it's it's changed now because with drill and stuff like that. But the old Chicago flow with the twisting and the flipping and you know just the type of lingo that we had back then. You know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the, the the real shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, and this this had to be like this 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 had to be like in the nineties. Uh, because I graduated in, yeah, I don't want to reveal my age, but this was the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, I heard, of you, I heard of you in the early 2000s. Of course, uh, we both know, uh, you know what I'm saying, King JC. I recently had him on the show. Um, and, oh, for uh, real? That's Trick. dope. Yeah, they're, they're, they got a group called West 10. Uh, it's like some country rap stuff. They did a dope song with Al Capone and... Um, they're building up a real big following, so it's good to see them back. But you, you, yeah, you eventually uh, started working with him. But before you, you, you worked with him. Uh, you put out like your own stuff, like tapes and stuff, didn't you? Right, like, like uh, back then, like uh, when I got, to, cause I when I got to Texas is when I actually took the rap and like 
like like serious because I, I I was uh I had money to invest into it, you know. So basically, I when I got to I got to Texas in ninety ninety six. I got to Texas in ninety six. I was already rapping in Chicago, but I didn't put anything out because I didn't have money back then. But then I uh got to Texas ninety six. Uh, started putting out my own stuff, and uh from that uh I I I sent something to Tommy Wright the third, and he liked it and wanted me to uh start working with him in Street Smart. And that's how I ended up on the Behind Closed Doors soundtrack. You know, that was real big for Memphis. And and that's from that, that's how, like, the Memphis artists started hearing me. And that's how, you know, I, I met JC after that and Trick and all those guys like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> so you've already been putting out stuff, and Tommy Wright, who's already an established right. real underground veteran of Memphis, how did that make you feel right. at that time? Like, wow, this this dude likes my stuff. Oh man, it was it was dope. It was it was a real good feeling because you know he was already like certified at that time. Like he was he was a one man. I mean, he reminded me of like you know like he was giving me something to to like strive strive for because you know he was like a one man promo machine. He was like like self made and he was doing everything himself. Like you know, and that's that's why a lot of that I, I adapted from him. Of you know just doing everything yourself like he he was like recording himself, uh, mixing it, putting it out on the label. He took he had to deal. I mean, cause I was, I, I would chop it up with him a lot, you know. And he was taking he took his own stuff to select those hits, and you know what I'm saying. And uh, he'd be driving around Memphis promoting himself, and, and I mean I, I I adapted that, and I just took it to uh you know in Texas, and I did the same thing, you know, where I would post up in the old in front of like the old uh Renaissance Records in Colleen. And uh, I built a relationship with them where they would let me put my stuff inside and sell it like that and, and sell it outside too. You know, like they were because they were like I was one of the only ones that ever asked them. That was like my first time actually selling my stuff out the trunk. It was right there. It was like my first album. My first album was called To Hell and Back. I put that out myself and I actually saw it on eBay. Somebody got it on eBay for like two hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, dang. Crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, man! All that stuff you guys put out back in the day—that's straight up collectors' items, man. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have any of those copies? I still got. Uh, I still have all of my masters. Uh, I, I know I have to hell and back. I got uh, Helter Skelter. Uh, I got still got. I, I think I got all of my masters actually. I got. I, I have all my masters. So you can you know, back then I, I had them on dats and ADATs too. Oh wow, that's that's going back, man. That's back. Uh, that had such a different, unique sound than this. If you compare it to the stuff today, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a warmer sound because it was like the analog sound, so it was warmer. Like everything now, everything now sounds too perfect, man. You know, I remember, uh, I remember Tupac. Uh, I seen an interview with him where he was saying, like, you know. Basically, uh, he wanted the mess ups to stay on the tracks. And, and, and when you listen to some of his tracks, you can hear it. Like on his double ups, he'll be off because he's like, I don't want it to sound perfect. And it's like now they want everything to sound perfect. So it's like it, it sounds fake almost. You know what I'm saying? Like it's too it's too perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The sound is just it's it's almost like. Um, <clears throat> You know, 5K or 4K Ultra, you know, it's a, a whole different um, sound altogether. I mean, it's more treble heavy than bass heavy, you know? Definitely, yeah, definitely treble heavy. A lot of uh, a lot of the hi-hats with the with the uh, the cymbal sounds and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like Cash Money was like one of the first ones putting all that into their music like that, you know? And it just ran, <clears throat> they ran with that. Cash Money and No Limit with the heavy treble sound, the heavy cymbal sounds, and, you know, and that's really what um, what this generation is, like, listening to now. You know, I guess they call that trap. Yeah, trap, and, and then, of course, you got the drill stuff, and, you know, stuff an old-timer like me can't get into, man. You know, but, <laughs> hey, you know, it is what it is. At least we got uh, a lot of dope young artists like um, – you know, Busy Bones Kids, uh, Lord Infamous, mm-hmm. Son, Little Infamous, uh, C to Six. Oh, yeah. Um, so there yeah. is a lot of talent yeah, out there. 
you know? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's just, you know, I, I mean, like I said, it's, it's even some of them, even like, like I said, I, I'm not even against, like, the mainstream guys, you know, the young guys that are out there get, getting their money, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just, you know, it, <clears throat> our stuff is just different, you know, like, that's that's what it is. Our stuff is just different. Their stuff is, 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 is you know, it sounds totally different than our stuff, you know, like, and, uh, but hey, if they're able to to make money to their family, man, I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah. If anybody's able to put some bread on the table, uh, but as long as it's not affecting others from being able to put bread on the table, and what I mean by that is, right. like, um, there should be uh, lanes in the industry. You know what I mean? Like the industry shouldn't focus on one area. They should uh, they should let others in. We had DMC on the show years ago, and he made a good point. He says the gatekeepers of hip hop are respected, but sometimes they're not allowed to sit at the dinner table, and uh, that right. needs to change. That's true, you know, if they can change yeah. that, you know, it'd be it'd be all right. Um, but you know, you got these program directors and whatnot. They want the specific sound. And um, if you don't have it, unfortunately, you either got to conform or you got to stick to the underground. You know, uh, some people could tread the line and go both. You know, and and be okay with it, still have a fan base intact. But others, I've seen try it and and, and then try to come back. It's just, uh, I don't know. You know, but you you you've always been super super lyrical. Um, and you said you developed your style in the shy. Who were some of your inspirations, Foot? Man, uh, my inspirations, <clears throat> of course, you know, like, uh, you know, Twister. Uh, let me see. Twister, uh, Psycho, Psychodrama, you know, Young Buck. He was, I mean, Young Buck is like one of my favorite artists of all time, you know. Uh, <clears throat> you know, even... To the point, Tech Nine, of course, Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know, like uh, Gangster Pat, you know, like all those guys, you know. Yeah. Those were like like people that all influenced me at different times, you know. Uh, <clears throat> uh, do or die, you know, man, man, like, like really, man, like like the Chicago sound, I just loved it, you know, like Triple Darkness, all those guys, Drama Ward, all those guys. Uh, yeah. I, I was just influenced by by the Chicago sound and. Because I had never, I mean, because I was there. Like I remember, like buying the, the cassette tape, uh, you know, of of, of, of psychodrama. Like I remember buying the cassette tape. It was crazy, like a long time ago. That uh, yeah. that had magic on there. <laughs> yeah. That song magic. I remember that man. I remember them playing that at nine fifty a.m. Uh, back in the day, Pink House would play. Um, yeah, all that stuff, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and of course later 106. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, those tapes were everywhere. I remember the the early Do or Die tapes, um, that that came out. You know, what I'm saying before, uh, you know, I think they had Six Million Ways and a few others. Yeah, but uh, that would explain, you know, uh, how much of a um a perfect fit you would have been for street smart because there's the Memphis style meets the Chicago style, you know? Right. And that's, and that's what he said. And, and, you know, uh, cause I had sent him, uh, what did I send him? What, what album? I think I sent him the original still got a win album. I think I sent him that. The one that had the green money cover. <clears throat> I sent yeah. him that, that album. And, uh, and I had hard songs on there, but he picked, he picked the song called Bounce to This for the uh, Behind Closed Door soundtrack. And I always, and I remember asking him, because I was wondering, like, why would he pick that song, like, when there was so many more that were on there, like, that were harder. And he was like, oh, man, because I, he was like, we already got the hard stuff. He's like, man, you got, like, a universal sound. It's totally different. He's like, so I wanted that song. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, he was like, he was like a, Simon Wright was like a, mind, uh, like a mastermind, man, like, I, I'm glad that like like I've seen him like like recently just like touring and like doing like like the kind of like venues and concerts and it'll be like nothing nothing but like hipsters there and I'm like dang like he he's really he's like a real legend you know what I'm saying like I know a lot of times you don't get his props because you know he did everything himself you know like I remember like 
like man, it's crazy. Like the stories I heard about him, like like him recording on like an eight track, like with a whole group album though, like on an eight track though, you know, that's very yeah. hard to do. Yeah, his, uh, he had that sound, man. It uh, it always wasn't the, the clarity always wasn't perfect, but it was original. It made him stand right. out. You know, right? Um, and he's still doing his thing uh, today, man. I think he produced. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like recently with the concerts was like that's recent. Like him, like yeah. doing like he's in like would be in L. A. somewhere, and I'm like the venue would be a weird venue. It would be nothing but hipsters there, but they all was like going crazy for his music. I'm like, man, that's that's dope. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, of course, you know, my introduction to you was Enter the Darkness, and um, one of my favorite songs that still I listen to this day, and I've played on this show probably uh, at least a dozen times or so, uh, Matrix. Yeah. My God, that's a, a phenomenal song. Who produced that one again? And I appreciate it. Uh, man, uh, this this cat named Quickster, he's out of uh, he's out of Sweden. He uh man, it's crazy, man. He used to uh, it's a crazy story behind that. Uh, so basically, his his real name now is his real name is like Marcel Bandixson, Bandixson, and he's a uh he's like a graphic designer, too. And he did like a lot of graphics for like shows that are like hugely popular in movies. Like he's like a a big graphic designer too. But he started out in this forum. It was a Chicago rap forum. That's how I met him, and like a Chicago rap forum, he was like a big fan of Chicago rap. And then once he uh, realized that it was really me <laughs> in the forum, he's like, "Man, I see you some tracks." And from that, his tracks sounded like out of this. It, it sounded like nothing I was hearing, you know. And uh, and and then you know, but he was like a perfectionist, so he would send me one version of the track. He's like, "Man, you know what?" I'm going to send you an updated version. I got better equipment. And then he would send, like, another version of the same track, and that's why how it got to, like, uh, the, the 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 various Matrix songs where it's, like, the first Matrix, then the second Matrix. Cause it was basically the same beat. He just changed it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to let and, them and, hear and, that here in a minute. Um, and then when we come back, I'm going to talk about what you've been up to and what you're doing now. And uh, we're going to bring on the homie uh, uh, DJ Lord Sinister from France to ask you a few questions. This is The Matrix. We'll be right back by Flipside. Don't go nowhere. Officially, after we under attack, this ain't the dresses. I'm trying to say rap. Mr. 
thinking that possible too many ways. Succession that probable too many cracks. Into the system that built up a street. How can we prosper with faith and defeat? And watching our culture destroy on TV. Commercials and media got out this combined. Together on like that bump with divine. The realist affiliates get left behind. Rap and hip hop begin to divide. Now it's acceptable, rub on professional. Digging a revenue stands like a session. No oracle said I'm the one, so I'm telling you. But she wants you from me, still be the red or blue. Holding the matrix, cause I've been on that needle. These people speak people like social. You know, but they don't want you to be able to do that. 
easily. Man, that's what uh, uh, a couple years ago I dropped my uh, compilation, my last compilation. I didn't do it digital that time. This time I did mm-hmm. physical copies only for that purpose because, you know, um, the only place you can listen to, listen to it digitally is on my YouTube channel. But um, I didn't want to, uh, like you said, get pennies on the – I mean, come on. That's just ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's people with a million – with a million views or a million streams and broke, you know what I'm saying? Like millions of streams and you're broke because, you know what I'm saying, you have to, the money that you had to invest to get to to the point of a million streams and you still didn't get popular, you still didn't get shows off that, you just got the streams and, and, and you made a couple of hundred dollars, but you spent thousands, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's, the math doesn't add up, you know, and that's why I like like none of my stuff is you can't even stream my stuff right now. I mean, people put it on on, on uh it's on YouTube with like uh, other uploads, you know what I'm saying? Uh from like fans of of like rap, rap fans, Chicago fans, they'll put it up, but like it's not an official way that you can stream my stuff right now. I pulled all all my stuff is pulled down. I never and I never re-uploaded it. Like I pulled it down and that was it. Yeah. Those those who were fortunate enough to hear it and, and buy the copies directly from you back in the day, um, you know, right. very lucky right now. Do you plan on, on right. re-releasing any of it in the future, though? Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll probably. Uh, what I what I'll start doing is that uh, for my I know on my on my upcoming wrestling show, like 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 I said, we're we're working on on the streaming deal. Right now, you know, uh, for the for the wrestling stuff that I got going on, and for all of those shows, each show would have a theme, and it'll be like based on a on a flip side song. So it, I'm gonna release that song like that, and it's gonna oh, be able okay. be available digitally too. That's what's up. Now wrestling, man, that's something. Um, I mean, I, I haven't really been into it. You know, lately, but uh, as a kid, I love wrestling. Like all the territories, you know, I'm old school with it. Right. Um, how did you get into uh, wrestling? And what are you a promoter? Or? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like basically, I ended up uh, one one of my friends. He owned a a, a wrestling company in, in Waco, and which is where I live now, in Waco, Texas. And uh, it was like more of like a backyard wrestling promotion. You know that they did like 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 one event every every few years, you know. But I was always a wrestling fan as a kid, you know. I, I did some some stuff with, like, when WrestleMania came to Dallas the first time, uh, not not the last time it just came, but when it came the first time, I, like, I, I was I was always bringing uh, different Hall of Fame legends to, the like, the Comic-Con deals and uh, people were getting autographs and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I got into it like that, and then I turned around and, uh, uh, he he was like, man, uh, you know, you you got a lot of connections with the wrestling. What what do you think about you know joining up with me? And you know, I'm trying to trying to blow this thing up, you know. And I'm like, you know, uh, so we sat down, we did the deal, and uh, basically, we started the the WAW, which is the company that I own now. Like we uh we started we we turned it into like a real a real independent wrestling promotion, you know. And basically, uh. From that, you know, we brought down like like legends. We brought down Powers of Pain. I brought down uh, Hoover Two Guerrero, uh, the Juice, uh, JCG. He's one. He's like my first champion. You know, from like like a lot of guys from WWE, the old WWF. We brought some of those guys down. You know, I still got relations with with those guys. And and uh, we started doing shows. And and you know, basically it turned from just doing shows to buying a ring to you know trying to do the school and all the stuff like that. So basically, I just we blew it up to the point now where we're doing like uh. A show a month here, you know, and we oh, just yeah. uh, we just trying to just grow it, you know, grow it organically, you know, like maybe we can get get back to, to that old school, you know, sportatorium feeling, you know, where uh, every week, you know, people would, would rush, you know, after school and, and come or on the weekend, and, and, and you know, just something for the whole family to come out and just watch, you know, because basically to entertain, I mean, basically, man, we. We're trying to provide entertainment for people where, where it's not about, you know what I'm saying, like we don't have to objectify the women. We don't have to glorify violence. We don't have to do like the crazy death matches and stuff like that. We can do that, but we don't have to do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
you know, bring your whole family out, enjoy, you know. And now I, I actually started incorporating, like, the music into it, too, where it'll be like we'll do the first half of the show. It, it'll be like an event. The first half of the show will be the wrestling portion, and it'll be like top-notch matches with championships and stuff like that. And then the second half of the match will be a concert, you know. And uh, oh, wow. I, 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 yeah, the first one that we did, we we did uh, rock and rap, but most after that we've mostly done uh, rap and and uh, and R and B. And we, we've, like I said, I brought uh, Mike Jones, uh, Tom Tom, Mr. Pookie, uh, you know, up and comers like Miss Gold. Uh, Man, we we did a busy bone. We just did busy bone. Man, we did a lot of people. Man, uh, Charlie Boy. You know, right, right as he went viral again, we brought we brought Charlie Boy. Man, uh, I've just been thankful to been able to keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? And, and and staying relevant with the music too. You know, as far as like still keeping my foot in the music, still bringing on young artists, letting them perform uh, in front of nice crowds and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, man, that's that's uh, amazing. I'm happy for you because. You know, you were able to to go into a different uh, arena, so to speak, and then also incorporate what what you've been doing. You know, what I'm saying, uh, so that's dope to be able to blend the two together. Now, busy, we had him and his um, sons on the show before. His kids are super talented, man. Uh, uh, what was it like to uh, to bring busy there? That had to have been real exciting. Oh man, it was it was so dope, and he was so cool. You know what I'm saying? He uh, when I brought him, we you know he uh, he was like you know that he was gonna have his sons perform with them. You know he had just dropped the I'm Busy album, and uh, they were saying you know they want to make it official an official tour stop. You know uh, even with the wrestling, they were like yeah we want to make it an official tour stop. I'm like yeah I'm all down for that. You know that's why I was a part actually called the event I'm Busy. You know like it was called WAW I'm Busy. And I mean, he came and rocked it, man. He did like, like forty five. He did like a forty five minute set. You know what I'm saying? He did like a forty five minute set. Uh, he did uh, the new. He did like new songs. He had the, we had the big screen in the back for him with his videos playing for him while he's performing. And uh, and then on top of that, uh, he did like the classics, like the classic verses from like you know, uh, Notorious Thug, the uh, Thug Love. Uh, for the love oh, of money, like man, he did like all his classics, you know. He did um, no surrender. And then, uh, he did no, no surrender. He didn't do no surrender. He didn't, yeah, he didn't do no surrender. Yeah, yeah. That, and then that, he turned, uh, then he turned he around after he one. did the forty-five no. minutes. After he did the forty-five minutes set, he turned around and then he did the meet and greet. You know, just out of love. He was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a show love to the fans, man. You know, I mean, like most of the guys when they come, when they see. The operation, they're like they're all cool like that. They want to do the meet and greet with the fans, you know what I'm saying? Which is always good, you know, because you know you hear these horror stories about these guys like, oh man, he he's a jerk and blah blah blah, you know. But he wasn't man. Like everybody that I work with, man, they all have have been super cool. Uh, show love. I mean, cause the, I mean the business has always been good, you know. That's been one of my my things that I prided myself on, you know, uh, coming up, you know what I'm saying? Like. Just the business has to be. If the business is right, then the, then the, the the field should be right. You know, the vibe. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man. You gotta uh, definitely have that chemistry to work with people on a business level. You know, um, I tell you what, I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna go uh, and bring on the homie uh, DJ Lord Sinister. He's from. Uh, he's the French connection, man. He's all the way in France. He's like a hip hop encyclopedia, oh, okay. so he's gonna go back and ask you about songs. Sin, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm fine already. Hi, hi, Scott, and hi, Flipside. Hey, what's going on, yeah, man? So, how you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes, go back to um, your album, Enter the Darkness. Can you can you tell us about the uh, the songs the other side uh, produced by King JC, of course. Man, uh, basically, man, I, I recorded, I recorded like eighty uh, percent of that album in Memphis with King J C. Man, he uh, he opened up his, he opened up his house to me, man. Like he was like, man, come down, you know. Uh, he was like, man, we I get some tracks on there, uh, because at, at at a certain point in time, I was gonna sign with Playlisted, 
back then, actually. It was going to be after the Into the Darkness album. <clears throat> but then, you know, it just, you know, it just didn't go that way. But uh, so, yeah, he did like, I think he did like, like three or four tracks on there where he did the tracks for him. And I remember staying up like, like all night, you know what I'm saying? Like, because he was making the tracks. And he was like, he, he, King J.C. is like a perfectionist when it comes to his tracks and how he wants his vocals to sound. And I remember like, like I woke up in the morning and like he had already had the track laid with his verse on it and everything. And it was like, dang, you know what I'm saying? So. You know that, um, like, like that was definitely like a good, that was, that was like a good time, man. Like, like back then working with uh, King JC, uh, uh, Carl Dark Dark Vader, which goes by just Vader now. Uh, all that, man. That that was all love working with those guys in Memphis, man. Like those guys were, were super welcoming to me, and I, I mean I love making that. Like I said, to, to date, that's my favorite album, the Enter the Darkness album, and, and and you know that was a double album with the Candyman Part Two because I had I was just transitioning to the flea market stuff after that. I need that album, man. I yeah. got to find another copy of that, man. I got it on yeah, TBR. Yeah, I got it. Same. Oh, you still got it? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I still got man, it. Man, that's what's up. That's a classic. Yeah, we're yeah, going to end the show with done, Shot man. Off. That's a... Oh, oh yeah, man. Shot Off, man. That, that, yeah, that, yeah, that song right there. That's, uh, that's produced by Matt G out of Albuquerque. Uh, he, he was like, man... He was like a he was like a fan of mine, but I had heard him I had heard him I had heard some beats from him because it, that was another J C thing J C was, was knew him and his brother his brother's name was Pete G, and he knew both of those guys, and he was like man uh it's an up and coming guy but it, it was like a different taste for J C J C uh it wasn't his type of beats. So he was, but he knew I would, I would like those type of beats. So he would always funnel me those beats from Matt G, and I ended up building the connection with Matt G. And uh, Matt G actually did some of my later stuff too. He did a remix for uh, for a song that I did like on one of my one of my last few albums. He, he did like he did like some. He had sent me some more tracks like like not even that long ago, like like maybe like five years ago, you know. Wow, that's what's up. But yeah, the the, uh-huh. the shot off was me and Blackheart. And uh, Blackheart was a part of the second fam, uh, with and uh, he he was also signed to JC. It, it was uh, he was part of the, the new second family, because it was a, it was an original second family, and then it was a new one that had Blackheart in it. And me and Blackheart we we clicked, we clicked instantly because he was like, he was like a rapper, rapper like he loved to rap, so he was always willing to rap and learn. Like he started learning how to engineer, so I remember him engineering that song too. Is he still alive? JC said somebody, I don't know if it was somebody from Everlasting Drama, but somebody recently passed away. I don't know if it was. No, that wasn't that part. That was somebody from Everlasting Drama, yeah. Yeah, that's what I I thought. Um, Sin, you still there, brother? I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, Yeah, you got also, that was a song with King JC, where the Kings of the Underground. Right. This one, too. Yeah, the the Kings of the Underground songs, you know, uh, at that time, you know, we were we were really just uh, because basically, I think JC had a song called King of the Underground, and we just expanded on that to the Kings with both of us because at that time, you know, we were, I mean, we had just came off the uh, the Memphis Gangsta Walking soundtrack where we had went to Mexico with that album and all type of stuff, you know, so we were we were really feeling ourselves. At that time, and I knew Interdarkness was coming, and I knew that was gonna be, I knew that was gonna be a like like a monster album because nobody was rapping like that, like like that that type of a from start to finish from 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 first song like like that was my goal with Interdarkness to have like every single song to just go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like I mean the Candyman side was more of like the the commercial stuff, but the Interdarkness side. I wanted to make sure it was from start to finish. That's why I had, you know, I went to Chicago and got uh, D-Fly from Drama Ward on the track. Like, I, it had to have, I got somebody from, I got Lester Roy and Archie, Archie Lee on there from Swisher House. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, I, I, I mean, that was that was an album that I wanted to make sure it had got distribution and things like that. And, I'm, and, of course, it's still, like, my best-selling album. It's not my best-selling song, but it's my best-selling album. 
and the Kings of the Underground was like one of those songs that, uh, you know, like I said, me and JC was just we we were always able to to make up songs pretty quick, you know, because we uh, we clicked good together. So we were, it was just like a uh, talking about you know what we were doing in the underground, and, and it's not it's not the saying that we were the king over nobody else. We were just saying that you know it could be a thousand kings of the underground. Like we we we, we were cool being in the underground, selling our stuff out of the trunk, getting a, a distro deal with uh, Selecto Hits. And, and just pushing our stuff. We were cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, Kickstarter Black Day, the Underground King. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, for the song, Bounce to this, you, you wasn't on Beyond the Closed Doors. It was produced by Chaiton. And Chaiton, it was from a Chaiton song, and it was a connection, Memphis, Chicago, maybe. Yeah, you took out for the Bounce to this song? Yeah, it was produced by Chaiton, the producer. Chaiton. The producer actually come to find out the producer of that song was uh uh Silla, E Silla from Chicago. Oh, he was okay. the producer okay. of, Yeah, he was the producer of that song because he actually had reached out to me about that because basically at that time I, I didn't know any producers. So ba- I had bought a I had bought a B C D I think from like the back of a magazine or something. It, it might have been Murder Dog or it might have been XXL. I bought like a beat CD, and it was all like Chicago style beats. And then when Bounce to This came out, uh, EC reached out to me uh, through I don't even I don't even know how I don't know, I don't know if back then it was it was uh, MySpace or whatever it was, but I know he reached out to me and he was like you know that. Uh, he at least felt I should have gave him credit, but I was like, I don't even know who produced the song, but you know, and, and from that, that's how me and I, I built a relationship with him, because uh, at that time, I, like I, I didn't know where the beat came from. I didn't know it was from a beat CD. That's why I put Shy Town on it. But he was the actual producer. He told me he was like he was he, he produced all those tracks that was on yeah, that beat CD. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, uh, uh, we got we got uh, yeah. Sin. Uh, I'll, I'll bring you back on one second, Sin. Yeah, we got yeah. a special okay. caller here uh, on the line right <laughs> now. I want to bring him on. Uh, caller, okay. Introduce yourself, please. Yeah, what's going on? This is King JC from Memphis. <laughs> Not King JC. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Flip? How you doing, brother? Man, what's good with you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Man, I am good. I'm good. Uh, man, just recently saw you on on the IG and uh, getting ready to connect back up with you. So this is a cool way to do it right here. Oh yeah, you already know, man. So sure, this is dope. Yeah, yes yeah. sir. Yeah. Had to had to bring the fam, uh, you know, back on with the fam. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is like a memory lane, man, because you know, you guys go back twenty something years. I recently just connected with JC again. We go back twenty something years. <clears throat> I'm just glad we're all here, you know. Yeah, yeah man, that's yes, dope, man. Like, like, like I, I learned yeah. a lot from from JC, man. Like I said, he opened, yo. Like I said, I never forget, man. He opened his house to me, man. Like I was, I, I don't even know how long I was. I was down there. It felt like a month. Oh yeah, you were you were down there for a while with us, uh, and of course you came back a few times, man. But we. We did. We got a lot of work done, man. A lot of work done. I remember that. That was dope. That was dope right there. That's when I first discovered I had allergies too. After that, I came back and all of a sudden had to start <laughs> yeah. taking allergy pills. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. Yeah, that's something, man. Well, you guys, you know, you made like I said, timeless music that uh, is still relevant today. You know, um, right. here's a thought. You know, I'll just throw it out there. You know, I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I mean, shit, you guys got the chemistry and the history. You're doing uh, West Ten with DJ Trick and stuff. Do you guys think that maybe you guys could ever uh, do something uh, in the future, like a, a some type of a collaboration? Oh, I, I'm down I mean, 100%. Yeah, you know, the door is always open. I mean, I, I love working with uh, JC, man. Like, you know. Uh, a, a lot, a lot of reason why I just, you know, uh, took a, why, why I stopped is because, you know, like basically, I mean, I probably dropped like, I don't know, like 20 albums. I don't even know how many albums I dropped. I dropped a lot of albums. I remember at one time I was dropping one every month, 
It was just like, you know, what's left? You know, like if you're not gonna gonna go gonna blow up and go crazy, it, it kind of started feeling like you're a a hamster on the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Like Groundhog Day. And it's like, okay, I'm giving it a drop, about to drop this amount of money on promotion and blah blah blah. And it's like, you know, I kind of lost the motivation because I mean, writing and rapping was always easy to me. You know, I'm all I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a creative thinker, so it's always easy to rap and write. So I, I mean, you never lose that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, you know that that's the the dope part about um, you know um, today is you guys uh, you guys can own your own thing and, and do it how you want to. You don't have to play right. anybody's ball game, and you know back then there was a lot of freedom too. Though if you were an underground artist, you know out the trunk like you said, the stores. You know, you had the uh, freedom to do what you want. You know, follow your fan base. You know, um, both you guys worked with a lot of people. But yeah, this is real dope, man. I, I had to uh, uh, let JC know about this because uh, you know you guys uh, made a lot of dope stuff over the years. So most yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, we definitely did, man. I, I felt like you know that's some of my my strongest stuff. Working with working with JC, like I said, because he was so creative too. Like the stuff he was doing with his voice, you know, like like I mean, like I was the first time me seeing somebody actually doing that live, you know, like the stuff he was doing with his voice, how he rapped. It was it was just crazy. I'm like, man, that's pretty dope, you know. Like now everybody's doing like the singing, but now they're doing it with auto tunes and stuff like that. But he was he was doing it like in a in an underground way that that you know it was just so dope. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Wow, you are. Oh, yeah, and there's, con- there's some connection with Memphis and Chicago with a similar flows, a tongue twisting style, also. So yeah. it's a right. connection. <laughs> right. Right. Very true. You know, yeah. um, that's why I said it was only right that you uh, worked with some Memphis artists. You know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you definitely did, man. Um, but yeah, I, I don't uh I don't wanna keep you guys, man, but I definitely uh wanna thank you, Flip, for uh you know, coming on the show. It's a huge honor to uh not only reconnect with you my but to also be able to you know, talk about your story. You know what I'm saying, J C I wanna thank you for calling in, man, uh you know, on short notice, you know. But hey, <laughs> that's how we do it here, man. My first guest on this show when we came back in, in twenty twelve was Kay Reno. And I, I hit him up on Facebook at the time. I'm like, "Hey, uh, you want to be the guest, uh, the first guest I'm going to have on the show?" He's like, "Yeah, when, when you when you want to do it?" I says, "How about five minutes?" And we went live <laughs> in five minutes. You know, now we man, do pre-record, but yeah, yeah, man, spur of the moment. But um, uh, before I do get out of here, though, I want to give you the floor, uh, Flip, and let everybody know, you know, where they can uh, check out all your stuff and and support your movements. Man, uh, right, right now, like I said, I mean, uh, I still have the real flipside.com, you know, uh, Interscope. Interscope tried to cease and desist me. I don't know if I told you that, but yeah, Interscope tried to cease and desist me with the name. Uh, that's why I started doing, making sure I was always the real flip side, you know. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, like I said, we got that. We got the real flip side. We got the, uh, as far as like, like for as, as the wrestling goes, we got the Lone Star Wrestling. LongStar-Wrestling.com, you know, uh, my social media is, is, you know, Flea Market Flip. I mean, I still still do that, you know, I still claim that, you know what I'm saying? Still doing it after, that's 20-plus years, too, and that. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, it's it's not hard to find me, but I guess it might not be easy either. I don't know, but as far as now yeah. music-wise, now music-wise, it is hard because basically they uh, try to X everything out with the flip side name. Uh, and I have, and like I said, and, and with the distro, with the distro, I pulled everything. I pulled everything because I wanted, I wanted to, I basically want to create a platform, you know, uh, where people can just listen to my stuff, where they can stream it through me. You know what I'm saying? Like where they won't have to, you know, have to deal with like, I mean, because basically, app, it, it's not even about the money. It's more so because we're not even making really, we're not making no real money off that. So it's not even about the money. I'd rather you buy a CD 
any any day. Like you know what I'm saying? And like I said, you can, I steal that all my CDs. Like I steal because <clears throat> I mean I have I have a, a pressing plant, so I can press up whatever I need to press up if I need to. But as far as like uh, digital wise, we're trying to work on that. And like I said, in the future, I will be dropping like stuff uh, digital because I got like like two albums, two new albums that's never released. I just didn't drop them because that that's when the Interscope stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about that real quick. Then I think Sin has one more question before I let you go. It was a, it was a okay. false ending there, folks listening. So uh, um, the uh, question I wanted to ask you is um, you said the Interscope, um, what the, what happens? Is this about the group flip side? Because I remember back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah, basically, Interscope created a group called Flipside, and uh, okay. back in the MySpace days, these guys used to come on my page and try to troll, you know, uh, the actual Flipside guys, the group guys. I think like the, the the lead rapper's name is like Piper or something like that. And I don't even think they're they're together no more. But basically, they they came with the. Uh, I mean, it's been going on for twenty years. Then they finally, because I was still like, like I had a song called "Added Up" that went viral, and, and I mean, it had like a million views, like a million streams, like it was going crazy on spot. I made the most money off that song from my rap career because it was getting so many streams because it was like an up up tempo type song that people in Atlanta love. <clears throat> and I had did a uh, I had a, I had a single deal for that, and they got like crazy streams. And because of that song, they were like, okay, he's still making money, blah, blah, blah. So, basically, they, they ended up, uh, I think it, it had to be like in 20, 2020, they uh, did the whole cease and desist thing because they went and filed a trademark on the flip side name. And they sent me the lawyer stuff, and and uh, and, and that's how that went like that, where, where uh, basically... Uh, my distro gave me the opportunity to either fight it or pull my stuff down and just re-upload it. But at that point, I wasn't satisfied with the distro deal that I had, so I just took it like, okay, well, this is my out to to get from under them. So I just pulled it, and I never re-uploaded it. I never re-uploaded any of my music because, I mean, I can easily just re-upload it right now as real flip side, you know, but I just chose not to because I want to figure out a way to give the people the music, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they, that they can enjoy. It. And, and I mean, like the artists, man, we get screwed so, so bad on these deals, man. Like still to this day. So it's like, <clears throat> going through like distro kid, they're all the same. Distro kid. If you go through a uh, CD baby, they're all the same, man. Like it's, it's all the same deal where basically you're getting pennies upon pennies. And it's like, and then they bury you. Unless you pay for promotion, they bury you. You're not on the the sound. What do they call it on the Spotify list or whatever? They bury you yeah. because you know what I'm saying. Like so, basically, uh, if you don't have fans, like like if you're an upcoming artist and you don't have fans, they want you to pay. They start putting all these little, uh, all these people start hitting you up. Hey, invest with me and I'm going to put you on these Spotify playlists and all this stuff like that. So, but, but long story short, that's what happened with the, uh, with the Interscope stuff. And, and I mean, so they hit, they, they sent their lawyers after me and I, and I just turned to, uh, like I said, I just put all my stuff down instead. And I just kept it down. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that way they can't, uh, they can't mess with you. You know, well, I hope, I hope you can, uh, right. um, Figure out how to get that back out because uh, I know the uh, the fans will, will definitely want to check it out, man. And I want to say this too before we leave. Shout out to uh, DJ Trick and, and JC uh, West Ten. Make sure to follow them as well. Um, Sin, you got one more question, right? Yeah, it was uh, just about uh, talk about underground rap groups from Chicago. It was maybe tapes so real underground cities like a. Maybe you know about the, the, the rivals, the uh, Mufokos and the COG, maybe. Which is what we underground. Yeah, COG, yeah. Uh, man, it's just Chicago, man. Like, like, man, it's, I, I feel like, like we never really 
got our props in Chicago. I mean, like, like I feel like, like Psychodrama is one of the best. <clears throat> like Psychodrama is one of the one of the best rap groups of all time. Like, if not the best to me. Like when you look at the chemistry, their lyrics, everything, the beats, everything. You know, like, and it's just like to, to, to the fact that a person, when you say Young Buck, they think of the guy from G Unit instead of him, instead of Buck from Psychodrama. It's cra- <laughs> he had to change his name. You know, like. His own name, yeah. Yeah, he had to change his name. And it's like, to me, that that right there is like how they just didn't respect us. I actually did a song with Young Buck that I, that like recently, like that I haven't released. Not not that, but the real Young Buck from Psychodrama. And uh, that song is crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, we definitely got to hear that. You know, um, we're going to get out of here to shout off. Um, If you can, brother. Kind of uh, intro this song as we leave, and thanks again for man. coming out, man. Huge honor. Okay, yeah, man. Sure, I appreciate you, man, for having me. This is a uh, shot off by uh, by me, Flipside, the real Flipside, and the homeboy Blackheart from Second Family, man. It, uh, produced by Matt G. It's off the Into the Darkness album, which is the classic album. If you don't have it, it's on i. It's not on iTunes. It's on eBay. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, good luck. There you go, man. Another classic, man. We're out of here.